Welcome to Men in Relationships, the podcast about evolving the emotional habits of men through inner transformation that will lead to positive external changes in your relationship. I believe there's a huge lack in support and vulnerability and discussion around these topics about men in relationships. And that's why I'm here talking to you today. So sit back, relax, and let's grow. Hey, what's up? It's Joel. I'm back for another episode, back in the podcast seat, and I'm looking forward to this. It's also an exciting time because spring is here. We finally survived the long winter. Spring has sprung, the snow's almost melted, the weather's changing. Uh, actually, I'm getting really excited this week, I'm trying to record a couple podcasts this weekend because Jess and I are going to our condo in Canmore for four days. We're taking a couple days off work and we're going to head out there for a four-day weekend, which is super exciting because really since we bought the place, every time we go up there, it's such a rush and <clears throat> we have to clean it a bit and get a few things for the condo, check inventory, do all those sorts of things. So now we have four days and I'm really looking forward to doing some skiing and relaxing and just, just basking it in. Um, but on that note, actually, the changing of seasons, today's episode revolves around the four seasons um, of a relationship, really, or just simply the different changing seasons in a relationship. So I want you to keep something in mind throughout today's show. And that is if we don't work together in each different season, instead of growing together, we will begin to grow apart. If we aren't aware of the different seasons when they're taking place, we'll naturally be inclined to grow apart, which is super dangerous. And when we don't have the awareness of the seasons, there's, there's, familiar cycles that happen within seasons and when we can prepare for them and we know they're coming it's just so much easier to handle we can come up with a strategy a game plan an intention and of course it's never perfect but we can be equipped to know what's coming just like we always know what's coming with the weather seasons we know it when winter's coming we can batten down the hatches we can buy the warm clothes we can make sure our fireplace is ready to go and our furnace ducts are clean and it's ready to go for the winter. We can prepare. We know it's coming. Just like we know spring's coming. All right, maybe we go buy some shorts. We plan our holidays. We enroll kids or ourselves in outdoor activities, whatever it may be. We can prepare for the seasons. So I want to talk about this concept in relation to relationships, uh, especially men, because us men, we don't really, we're, I guess we're not really as intrigued to understand the principles and dynamics of how relationships work. It's not like a naturally uh, strong driver for us, I guess, as much as women. Women are more of those, in, this is a generalized uh, concept, obviously, but women are those caretakers. They're, they're naturally inclined. They are the they give birth to the children. They are the ultimate source of comfort and bonding. Um, so they have that more, I guess, natural inclination to how relational dynamics work. Whereas us men, us stubborn old men, 
that doesn't naturally draw us in. We don't have that natural intuition because we're not mothers. We, we're not naturally gifted that, uh, that ability. So I really want to shine a light for us men. And just like I said, the four seasons in, in the weather, relationships almost always start with the four seasons. And the four seasons starting off with spring. Uh, spring is the first season of any relationship. It's often the happiest and most harmonious. Things just get along. Everything's new and exciting. It's ultimately the birth of a relationship and the exploration of all the exciting and new aspects of that relationship. So you get to experience all the first things. The first kiss, the first meeting the friends, meeting the family maybe. Uh, potentially going on trips together for the first time. Like I remember going skiing and going to the mountains with Jess for those first few times and they were always so enjoyable and, and such memorable moments. We had, we had so much fun and, uh, and spring was a, a great time. And of course, we're more willing to look past those things which might otherwise rub us the wrong way. So that's spring. It's, it's new. The flowers are blossoming. We start to see the trees. They're growing leaves. I know it's spring because I have <laughs> vicious seasonal allergies. So my nose will start running and I'll start sneezing. But it's bittersweet because I want to get out there and enjoy the weather. But nonetheless, after spring comes summer. And summer is often referred to as the honeymoon phase. And I have an entire episode. I, it might be in the 40s or 50s titled Honeymoon Phase. And, and and I really break this down and what happens during this cycle and during this time. And again, it's so important to know, not necessarily when we're in it, but know that that honeymoon phase is going to end. So that episode is kind of about that, if you want to check that out. But during this summer phase of our partnership, our other halves can generally do no wrong. Much as we look past maybe some of the red flags um, as we did in, in the spring season, we just let brush them off. We don't mind the little things that annoy us and like we could sweep those under the rug. It doesn't matter because our focus can be on the positive and all these neurochemicals that are being released. That's just amazing. Um, <laughs> it's literally like we're in an altered state during that time based on our brain chemistry. It's crazy. And of course, it's an opportunity to make happy memories. And most times, what could be dangerous and an amazing thing at the same time is those memories tend to sustain us through the challenging, hard times of a relationship. If we don't have those amazing times at the start, we really don't have that foundation. So that can be a great thing. But at the same time, we don't want to go our whole life just only holding on to those very first memories that we had that first year, that honeymoon phase. Now if we're in year 10, 12 of our relationship and we're holding on to only those memories at the start, that's not ideal. So it's kind of a catch-22. It's got some great positive aspects um, to, yes, those can help you get through hard times. And that can be kind of the starting foundation of your relationship. That's great. But we don't want to use it as a crutch for our entire relationship. So after summer comes autumn. And in autumn just like the weather we live i live in canada in edmonton here 
And you know when autumn comes, the days drastically get colder and you start to feel it. You know winter's coming and winter is harsh in Alberta. It is cold. It is miserable for most of the time for almost three, four months solid. It's pretty aggressive. So autumn, again, has some, you know, definitely better than winter. There's some beautiful moments. The trees are beautiful colors. But from that, it quickly shifts to almost death and cold rigid shut down and really the cracks begin to show the cracks begin to show in the relationship um and we can start to see to really start to become aware of our partner's flaws or faults or those things that we let slide under the rug earlier now they are more prominent and now we're really catching on to those and now they're not as cute or funny as they might have been a few months ago now they're starting to piss us off a little bit <laughs> and we start to begin to find ourselves dealing with more complex emotions, more complex than we might have otherwise uh, seen or experienced at the start of our relationship. We didn't really think about these things or dynamics or what's going on or gee, why, why are they being like this all of a sudden? We're experiencing more dynamics, usually not spoken dynamics and things. We're just picking up on this energy and these feelings and these mannerisms and we're we're kind of sorting it out and it's, it's starting everything slowly starting to surface and this can be the point where nagging or complaining often or bickering maybe fighting uh, will really lead to judgment and withholding and potentially males stonewalling shutting down so it was really in this season I began to detach from perfect Joel. I started to show my true colors. When I was feeling grumpy or angry, I would start to show it now instead of putting on a front, instead of putting on my perfect Joel suit and smile and laugh. And because I didn't share everything about myself, I wouldn't share that I had a bad day. I wouldn't share that I'm holding in all these emotions and I'm experiencing difficulties in my life. I didn't share, <clears throat> I didn't share any of that. So I'm just putting on my perfect Joel suit and that takes a lot of energy and we cannot withstand that. At the start in the spring and the summer, we're injected with energy because it's new and exciting. So we have the capacity to put on our perfect suits all the time because we have that extra boost of energy. But not in that begins to fade. And I really started to show up as that unideal version of myself. And my emotional capabilities in which I was able to really express, you know, in, in, in spring and summer, I no longer had those emotional capabilities. And I, I felt myself begin to close up and begin to restrict. And just like the weather, it's a great signal that winter's coming. <laughs> so that for me, when that was happening, the beautiful fall leaves, they were falling to the ground and there I was, no leaves, no beauty, no perfect suit. Here I am, just a tree trunk with some branches without leaves. And that brought, brings us to winter. And entering the winter of our relationship, we start to let go of this need to only see our partner's good side. So at the start, we had this need, we wanted to see them as perfect because we also wanted to be right and justified in the fact that we chose the perfect partner, that this is the one. So we, we kind of only see the good in them when we do that. But now we're getting to the nitty gritty of it. Now we're past autumn, now we're winter, now it's freezing cold. 
And now I don't need to only see the good in you. Now I'm going to start to look for flaws, whether that's unconsciously or consciously. And those start to become the more dominant uh, focus. And this can be where we maybe often explode. And for the first time, we truly reveal the depth of our feelings, emotions, and authentic reactions to our partner. So like I said, when I was holding everything in and I wasn't showing Jess who I truly was, now it's all going to come out. I'm exploding and I'm just, oh, here it is. Boom, on the table. (laughs) And now I see her stuff and whoa, here we are faced with this. And this can lead to explosions. Uh, and, and, And oftentimes, it's usually, usually going to be the female expressing everything that they need because they're able to more frequently be open with that kind of stuff naturally. So they're gonna tell you everything they need and what's going on. And all of a sudden, as men, we haven't even processed this. And we're like, what the hell's going on here? And we start to close up. I did anyways, that's how I took it. That's how I responded to it. I closed up, I froze, I shut down emotionally. I I began to stop sharing with, with Jess and letting her into everything. And now it was getting really cold and really dark and I start, you know, all these dark thoughts, not necessarily, I don't remember the thoughts I was having, but I remember it was sure as hell wasn't as good as spring and summer. And so all of this is happening. And for me, that just made me completely shut down, close off. And geez, I, I don't want to deal with this. Let me ignore this situation. Let's remember those happy days. Like, hey, remember when we went on those trips? Maybe we need to go on a trip again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll solve it. You know, that kind of thinking. Um, so we have gained the relationship and now the complacency begins is essentially the, the mental state of, okay, well, I'm, we're in this now. We're in this together. We're, we're, we're here. Let's trudge through. Let's trudge through this cold winter season. So I want to give a caveat to that winter season is that it can also be a time of transformation, growth, bonding, and really deep connection for partners who are prepared and aware of the season. So when you're not aware of the season, it's going to be cold. It's going to be miserable. It's going to be like, what the hell is going on? What is happening here? <laughs> How did this happen? How am I in this again? Maybe, <laughs> you know, cause it's a cycle. It's, it repeats itself. It will always repeat itself. Um, So, but if you're prepared for this, if you and your partner are prepared for this, you know it's coming. It can be a beautiful time of transformation, of growth and bonding. Um, Because, yeah, winter's always inevitably going to be a difficult time. So I want to share a story where Jess and I got stuck in a winter season for a prolonged period of time. There wasn't a three-month cap, just like the the weather. It doesn't. We're not a we're not a spinning globe on an axis. We are a partnership and a relationship, and our seasons can last for however long it takes us to work through them. So it's not set at a three-month time frame, unfortunately. And the main reason Jess and I were stuck in that winter season was because the work we had to do was we title it as balance. It was really a give and take. So when we confronted one another with, hey, these are my non-negotiables, this is what I need to be happy, we felt like we had to sacrifice what we wanted 
to in order to give what the other partner needed for like so long months maybe even a year like this was an underlying winter season not that all our time was bad or anything like that it was just this conflict we could not get over and we both were so scared because we're like if i'm gonna give jess what she wants i'm gonna lose what i have or what i want and she's thinking the same thing and for me it was be more present be in be in the moment be with her and um for her, for me to her, it was really to kind of get on the idea and support and give into the excel and I guess growth and pursuit of mastery and just wanting and, and going for more. And we thought that we would have to surrender one of what we individually wanted. And none of us was willing to move. We were not willing to change our paradigm or believe that there was a, a middle grounds here of, of making it all happen. Um, ultimately, we had to unite and both trust that we could meet in the middle and incorporate our work um, <laughs> to come together to create and evolve into something bigger. Because every winter season, if we don't evolve and grow through it, we will stay in it. And for Jess and I, this was a massive, massive piece of growth. We ended up eventually figuring it out, thank God. Um, and, and, and we reframed it. We, we reframed our work to how can we have it all? And that was our underlying belief now. Our underlying belief was, hey, we can have this all. Both of us can have exactly what we want. We can both be extremely fulfilled in each category while simultaneously moving together, merging these concepts. And it one doesn't need to sacrifice theirs for the other. And it was, once this started going into motion, it became this beautiful thing of, oh my God, we can do this. This is possible. And we started to seeing it unfold. It was a lot of work. It was difficult. It took a lot of talking out and, and coaching and with, you know, we, we have these open conversations about what's going on and strategize. And we always had so many strategies. And that was also frustrating. It's because we had a strategy, which we would try it, like we were actively putting in the work. And that's what I mean. There, like, there's even people who don't put in any of the work. I can imagine they'll never get out of the winter season. Jess and I, that is one of our main core values and was in our vows is that we will never give up. I literally said the line, I only believe you lose when you quit and I vow to never quit. So I'm never going to quit. So I'm always going to keep coming. I'm always going to keep trying. And she is too. And she knows that about me. And I know that about her. And that is the beautiful thing. And that is something that will help us get through winter because we only get through winter with growth and through changing our maybe beliefs or changing our perceptions or changing our ideologies about something. But it needs to happen. So I'm just letting you in, in, in with my life. That you know, I was in a winterish kind of phase for a while with Jess, with that underlying conflict. That was our main work: is we can have it all. I don't have to sacrifice what I want for you to get what you want, and vice versa. So, and that's the thing. That's the interesting aspect of relationship work: is that it will always be so unique and exclusive to each couple. The themes and principles will always be similar. Just like there's four seasons. We know those seasons are coming and how they unfold. We know that. We know it's going to happen. Um, but it's going to be unique uh, for that individual dynamic that 
every person shares. It's, it's going to be different for, for every couple. But knowing these principles and concepts and how things work a little bit more is going to equip, up, equip us so much better to, to, navigate, to navigate those challenging times. And another, another concept I just want to quickly mention is there, I also like to think there's many seasons, whether you're in a main season or not or whatever, but there's many seasons that will emerge throughout your relationship and throughout your life. And I like to use this analogy to help Jess and I prepare for what's coming our way. So even just the last couple of years, when there was something new or we knew something was coming, we didn't just pretend that we just need to keep going along with our same routines and our same mindset and our same strategies. Like we knew there was going to have to be a period of adaptation and kind of altering or pivoting what we're currently doing. Uh, an example of this was we had a pre-wedding season. We got married last year and we had a pre-wedding season, the, the like four months leading up to the wedding. I was like, both Jess and I, we, we have these deep conversations about, okay, how are we going to prepare for this? Okay, our wedding's coming up. What do we need to do? What do you need, Jess? What do you need, Joel? What's in your life right now? What's, and, and we just go deep into our emotions, into how we're feeling. If anything's coming up, we let the other person know and, and we sort through everything. So going into that pre-wedding season, I knew I had to let go of my some of my intense work ethic, I guess, towards other passions and, and work and stuff. I had to kind of put that aside and put focus on the wedding, preparing myself, um, not just, yeah, not just putting it off, off and pretending that I wasn't getting married, but also getting excited about it and also accepting this new season of life. Hey, I'm getting married. That's massive. I need to mentally prepare for this as well as help plan. Well, I give credit to Jess. She pretty much planned most of it, but I had to get start preparing and, and arrangements and all this kind of stuff. So at that point I had to start helping, whereas Jess pretty much did everything else leading up to that. Um, so yeah, not only, not only physically help and, and tasks that need to get done, but emotionally, emotionally prepare yourself for that season. How is your life going to be different? How, how might you need to show up differently? How do you need to show up differently for your partner? What kind of shit do you need to discuss? Do you need to communicate something to your partner? All of these things need to be uh, in our awareness and so, we can, so we're not holding this in. And when this big event comes, now all of a sudden there's so much turbulence and uncertainty or whatever may be. And then, of course, there was the wedding season. of We had a two-week holiday around our wedding. And I, I, I really focused to be fully present and just there, not thinking about other things, not thinking about investments, not thinking about this, not thinking about that, and just being there with Jess and, and focusing on that. And then another example is uh, this winter, I knew I was getting into a coaching course in February, which was going to be very time consuming and a lot of extra work. And again, on top of a full-time job and everything else, Jess and I are doing in our life, it's going to be a lot. And we, we can't just ignore the fact that it's not going to be different again. I took two, three months to slow it down again, have more spare time with Jess, spend time with her, be present, and knowing that we are going to share less physical time together. We're not going to be in each other's company um, when as much 
as, as we could be during that slowdown season. So adapt, prepare for what's coming and alter not only in the physical world, but emotionally what's going to happen. Okay. I'm going to have to be super dedicated, super committed. I need to make sure I'm entering this phase, not just being mentally lazy or mentally not with it or whatever it may be, but preparing myself for the workload, preparing myself, visualizing how my day is going to go, what I'm going to do differently, how I'm get, what my routine is going to be, whatever it may be right? Preparing for each of these mini seasons. So there's the four seasons that happen at the start of every relationship and kind of that will cycle on and off throughout our relationship. And then I also like to think of these mini seasons that come when we know there's going to be a big life event or something that's out of the ordinary, just prepare for that season. Just like in autumn, we prepare for winter, buy the warm clothes, <laughs> make sure your fire pit is stocked with wood, so on and so on. We need to mentally prepare and, and, and equip ourselves for the tough, challenging seasons. So bringing it back to that first point, I said to keep in mind the importance of growth. We want to grow together. Otherwise, we're going to be growing apart. As you can see in winter, we're going to naturally want to grow apart. That's the natural inclination of what is going to happen. So we need to be aware of this to, okay, there's going to be challenges, turbulence, and this is going to be a challenging, difficult time. We know this. We can grow together and grow closer to one another, merge each other's ideologies, merge our perceptions, merge our beliefs, change those paradigms together. Otherwise, we are only going to move away. And this is unfortunate because so many couples try to hang on and stay the same. And this is going to leave them in a very long, frigid winter season that will be difficult to survive. And the more unfortunate thing is usually they'll be leaning on that spring and summer months, the honeymoon phase, the start of the relationship. And they'll say, oh, it was so great. Maybe this will just like this will have to happen again. But the truth is, it's not going to just happen again. You you have to put in the work to grow through it. And this is also where that complacency might come to play where it's just, oh, this is how I am. You need to accept me for the way I am. And that's the new standard. That should never be the standard. Yes, you should love your partner for who they are, but you don't need to accept them for not working on their flaws or what needs to be worked on to make a successful relationship. And I found myself thinking this all the time at the start when we were in our first winter season, Jess and I, I was just thinking, why can't she just accept me like this? Why do I need to be more emotionally available? Why do I need to communicate? Why do I need to express my feelings? Like, why can't she just accept me the way I am? And honestly, that's what I believed in. And that's what I wanted to happen. But if she accepted me that way, we would have just been so complacent. She would have accepted it. She would have resented it. She would have had all this emotional con concoction that she's holding on to because she's just accepting me. And I'm going to accept her. And we're going to go our whole life this way and just stay in this winter phase. Well, man, am I glad. Am I glad that she challenged me to not... Uh, I guess, accept me for the way I was because yeah, I would not be the man I am today and we would not have the relationship we have today, truly. And as men, we naturally want to resist change unless it's a big promotion or reaching for the next external goal. 
we naturally feel like we don't want to change a relationship because it's un it's uncomfortable and we don't want to commit more time and energy to something that's already there. Hey, I don't have this big goal. I don't have this promotion. I'm going to put all my focus there. But I want to tell you that a relationship should never be guaranteed and it should never be just there. You already have it. That's a bullshit way of thinking and you should never take it for granted. And I work hard not to take it for granted. And I could see how it could be easy, but it's not worth it. I promise you. And I just want to leave you with some final principles to remember. Of course, the underlying theme of today's episode, always accept change because resistance will lead more to disruption and chaos. When you're resistant to change, just like Jess and I were resistant to give in and change our, our paradigms and the way we viewed things and how we were going to operate, that created so much more chaos and so much more unnecessary conflict, or I guess prolonged conflict when it really didn't need, be, need to be prolonged. Um, so we need to accept change. Don't resist it. Embrace it. It's okay. And we need to problem solve together as a team. Don't just try to push your way through and solve everything alone. And man, I'm talking to you. We like to, we're problem solvers. We like to solve things. We also like to do it. We want to come up with the idea. We want to solve that. Oh, we don't need to solve everything and we don't need to solve our partner. We need to collaborate. It's going to be new. It's going to be a different dynamic than we might be used to. But when we really get in the groove of things, there's some huge potential and huge power. If you're bringing both your superpowers and different perspectives to one problem, think about the way more opportunity for a solution and creativity. It just doesn't make sense to go at it alone. So problem solve together as a team. Also, never play the blame game. This is your fault. This is your fault we're in this situation. Ah, this is your fault we're here again. Don't put, don't play the blame game. Just accept where you're at. <laughs> you're in a relationship now. There's no one person to blame. Uh, you're a team and every problem needs to be solved as a team. Yeah, there might be some shit we need to individually work on ourselves, of course. But as a general overlying principle, even if you do need to do individual work, that should still be expressed with your partner and your partner should show empathy and compassion of helping you through a difficult time. So don't play the blame game. And number one, be prepared to put in the work. It's going to be work. It's going to be challenging. Everything worthwhile and epic in life is going to be difficult to attain. Otherwise, everyone would have it, right? Like Everyone would have an amazing relationship if it was easy to get. It's not. It's not easy to get, but it is worth it. And it is something Jess and I are committed to pursuing for the rest of our lives. So be prepared to put in the work. So... That pretty much sums up the episode about the four seasons of a relationship and the many seasons within relationships. And I hope this brought some sort of value. Again, if it did bring you value, please like this podcast. If you can please review it and give it five stars, that would mean so much to me and really help me and help this podcast to get more exposure. So I really appreciate you for listening. And I'll see you in the next episode. Before I let you go, I just want to let you know what I've been up to behind the scenes. I've been busy building a program called the Emotional Evolution Process. 
And this program was built through inspiration and really just a passion for something that I believe in so strongly and where, there, where there's just really a lack in the market for, and that is men in relationships and to help men evolve their emotional habits. This is something that we need to work on, especially if we want a fulfilling, successful relationship or if we need to repair one that might be in jeopardy right now. So, like I said, check me out on socials, send me a message on socials to connect, and if this sounds like a fit for you, I would love to hear from you. Other than that, have a great day.